Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk with our guy now, Ken Barkley. You can hear him every single night, Monday through Friday, on You Better You Bet. You Better You Bet. With Nick, Nick and, and Ken. Ken, he's on our show to talk with Ryan and Quinn. Oh! <laughs> Ken, oh, what God. is what is up, man? We got a um, we got a goofy night going on, man. We got the we got the TBT, man. We're, we're, we love yeah. the, we love the TBT here. Here's TBT guys. Love here's, the TBT. Here's how I know this show is awesome. Here's how I know this show is really good because I'm like waiting on hold and I'm like, all right, we're gonna go through some baseball scores, and then then I'm gonna come on and talk college football, and I'm like prepping some stuff and just making sure some numbers haven't changed. And then all I want to do now is talk about Maury Povich and Montel <laughs> Jordan. And like, like more, they used to tape all those shows. I think they still tape them in Connecticut, like an hour away from where I live. They used to tape them all in Stanford. Oh my and gosh, a bunch a of friends dream. would like go see Maury Povich. Yeah. Things, like all the time. And obviously the classic Maury Povich line, as everybody knows, is like, you are not the father. Yeah. Like, oh, and then the guy <laughs> jumps up and down. To. Yeah. And I would, I would always, I would like, I, I was just, I mean, Ryan, you were just saying like, stay home from school. You'd watch like Jerry Springer. And then like, by the way, one, one very like underrated historical thing. And then we can talk about sports or whatever. You guys want to talk about it. I don't care. Yeah, 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 we, we actually don't have to talk about, about more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, one very underrated historical thing. Like just, and I know people are going to be like, well, duh. But like, really think about this. A guy who was a security guard for Jerry Springer Steve, now Steve. has a long-running daytime talk show. Man. Like, just like let that really, like, really appreciate all the words that are in that sentence. Like that, he was a security guard, man, in Dan in Stamford, Connecticut, for Jerry Springer, and now he has like Oprah's spot. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, that's completely insane. No, it seriously is. It's it's just so it's wild, man. I'd I'd fake the stomach ache, and then like your parents would come home. And you'd quick to like flip it off real quick, you know, because you'd yeah, be watching lie like detector tests. Or and, yeah, yeah. Be like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, checking out what Bob Barker's up to. Yeah, um, yeah. like I was just watching Plinko. I wasn't watching Jerry Springer. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, so, Ken, I want to go through a couple of these conferences. And, um, you know, if you haven't, I- I'm sure you pretty much have everything uh, all set as far as your numbers and what you're going to play. But if, if you don't have any interest, we could just move on. I'm looking at the Big Ten because obviously Ohio State, the overwhelming favorite, minus 225. Ryan Day owns Jim Harbaugh, even though they didn't have a matchup last year, but they lost a lot. You know, they lose Justin Fields. I was looking for a value play in the Big Ten, and I'm pretty high on Wisconsin, plus 650. Um, now we have to see what Graham Mertz looks like in his second year. He had an impressive debut against Illinois, goes into the COVID protocol. Wisconsin was kind of a mess. They were a weird version of themselves last year where they really couldn't run the football for the first time, like in program history. What do you like in the Big Ten conference? Uh, that's a really good question, first of all, and I think your your analysis is correct to start, right, which is that um, I think a lot of people think Ohio State's really vulnerable this year, and it's like kind of goes without saying, right? You have, you have the Urban Meyer era, which was an incredibly successful era. Uh, he passes the torch to Ryan Day, and even if you were not as confident in Ryan Day, Ryan Day has yet to coach a game where Justin Fields was not his quarterback, basically. Right. So, like, it's, it's impossible to separate the two of those guys, like this – historically good quarterback at a school that always has really good quarterbacks who ended up being like a first round draft pick who seems to be on the verge of like about to tear it up for the bears. Like we don't, is that really a good measure of like if Ryan day is like a great, great, great coach or not. So I get the the opinion of like Ohio state, maybe this is a, a conference that's worth attacking. The problem is 
Like, you don't even have to know who the quarterbacks are that are fighting for the, the starting spot. Right. Um, it's like, it's just five stars. And, like, Quinn Ewers is going to get there. And, like, he might even play this year. This is so people who don't know. Yeah. This is the guy who was the number one quarterback in the senior class, has chosen to forego his last year and join the team. Like, he can play this year. Yeah. Like, they have four or five star quarterbacks, basically. So it's kind of like Bryce Young at Alabama, mm-hmm. where you want to be like, oh, maybe Alabama, like, step back. And it's like, or Bryce Young's like insanely talented. It's like Tua coming into the national championship game. Oh, like what is this guy going to do? Oh, just win the national championship. That's all he's going to do. Like it's just tough to go against Ohio State. So the problem with taking like the only two teams that make any sense, right, are Wisconsin and Penn State. I think from like a recruiting standpoint and just you know success and schedule and all those things combined. The problem is. If you bet Wisconsin and they're like five to one, six to one, you know, obviously depending on you guys are bet MGM and I think you just gave the price right there for what they are. The problem with betting them now is like you already got like if they face Ohio State in the in the title game, like they're they're gonna be a big dog in that game. And like what what value are you getting right now having to go through twelve games to get to a game where they're a big dog? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like and this is true in when we have big picture futures talks, it's just in college football, more than any other sport, win totals are awesome. Those are bets you should definitely make. There are other fun markets. Mm-hmm. But, like, title and conference can be really tough because it's so top-heavy. Like, the really good teams, they just win all the time. And it's tough to take a position against teams that are going to beat them. So, like, if you wanted a flyer on a team that maybe, like, if this is an off year, I think Wisconsin, you've settled on one. Obviously, elite quarterback recruit, one of the best recruits they've ever had. Pretty soft schedule, just in that they're on the opposite side division-wise. Penn State's recruiting at an insanely high level, but I really don't like their quarterback, Sean Clifford. So I would lean more Wisconsin if you wanted to take a position on one of the two. But I honestly think, like, it doesn't matter who Ohio State's going to start. Like, And if that guy's terrible, you know what they're going to do? They're going to start the next five-star yeah. guy. And the next five-star guy, and they're going to find somebody. Right. Works. Ken, um, I was going to wait to ask you this question at the end of our segment or close to, but you give such good analysis. I know you're going to have a lot of five-star plays you're going to give out here. I'm going to just ask it now. What are your favorite regular season win total bets of uh, this upcoming college football season? A lot of intricate um, things that go into these win totals, especially because, you know, a lot of these guys played maybe three, four games last year. And, of course, the transfer portal transfer was crazy, ridiculous yeah. this offseason. So what are your favorite regular season win totals for this upcoming year? Sure. Um, well, I'm glad you asked, and I appreciate uh, I appreciate that we're getting that out of the way early, right? Because a win to- college football win totals is, like, one of my favorite things to bet. Nice. Here's the really good news, I think, for, like, people listening to your show or even, like, for you guys, if you want to, you know, maybe you're like doing a little more NFL right now. You just want to, and there's a lot of college teams. There's yeah. a lot of information. It can be really hard to just like sit down one night and be like, let me try to solve this problem. Right. And you have 130 schools, you have schedules. You don't know half the players that play for most of the teams. Like, you know, like real quick, who's Tulane starting quarter? Like who cares? You know, like who cares to answer that question? But the good news is just like a really easy kind of rubric to keep in mind for just like future seasons. You can use it this season too. Um, in the four power conferences that are not the SEC. So the SEC kind of functions differently. It's a lot of cupcakes, and then it's a lot of really good teams in terms of the scheduling. But for Pac-12, Big Ten, Big 12, um, ACC, the four power conferences that are not the SEC, as a good rule of thumb, you just want to play teams back toward the middle. That's Mm -hmm. like a really good way to think about it, right? So if you see teams, and in those four conferences, historically, so let's say like last 10 years, if you have win totals that are at like five or five and a half, so on the low end, like under bowl eligibility, you would play those teams up, over, uh, and if you have teams kind of in the eight, eight and a half, nine range, so like going to be pretty good. We all think they're like not elite, but they're really good teams this year, maybe a good version of like an average team. You play those teams down. Yeah. So like the compression of the middle of those conferences is always a really, really good plan of attack. And I mean, we're talking about 
in those four conferences last 10 years, if you just did that, I mean, 75%, 77%, depending on the conference, like just these, it's a really fun, good way to play college football teams. Cause like we get the, and this is true in all sports, right? NFL, NBA, like we get the really, really good teams, right? Like we know who those are. Alabama's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. We can all agree on that. At the end of the year, we can pat ourselves on the back. We know Kansas is going to stink at football, at least. They're going to win like zero or one games this year. But in the <laughs> middle, once you get past the super elite and the super terrible, yeah. as, as fans, as betters, as handicappers, we stink at figuring out the order of how teams are going to finish, where they're going to be, what's the difference between a 9-3 and three team and a 6-6 six and six team in college football. The nuance, we just all of us are terrible at it. We can't really make heads or tails of what teams are going to be during the year. So if you play teams back toward the middle like that, you're going to end up kind of capturing all of those really valuable numbers, right? You play a team under nine and they're only average. You went on six, you went on seven, you went on eight, which are going to happen a lot of the time. You play five, five and a half over. You're going to get there a lot of the time. So um, long-winded explanation. Let me give you a few to fit that profile. And we just did them uh, tonight on the show as well. There's some big 12 teams that sit five, five and a half that I actually think are really interesting. Kansas state would be one um, frequently outperform expectations. They're five and a half about minus minus one fifty to the over right now. I would pay a pretty heavy price for five and a half rather than have to pay for six. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a coach that kind of outperforms expectations a lot. Used to coach North Dakota state and Chris Kleiman. They have a returning quarterback. Who's pretty good. Skylar Thompson. So they're kind of that classic people don't think they're very good, but like, again, like play teams back toward the middle. Like they're probably not that bad. Texas Tech would be another one. Nobody likes Texas Tech this year. They're five in a couple places. They have uh, a transfer quarterback from Oregon, Tyler Shuck, who played last year. People watched Oregon. Uh, remember him. He's a, like a huge prospect. He has like an outside shot of being like a top five pick in the draft this next year. He's the starting quarterback for a team with a win total of five. Yeah. Like, does that make any sense to anybody, right? So yeah. people don't like the coach. People don't like the team. But you try to find reasons to want to play on those teams or play against teams with high win totals. So those would be two overs that stand out. I'll give you another one in that five, five and a half range. Um, Florida State, like, I'm never the sucker for them. I've never, ever been over on them. Like, have avoided it. The Taggart era avoided that. First year Norvell, no interest in playing on them in any situation. Five and a half, and they finally have a quarterback, Mackenzie Milton, who people remember as the UCF guy who yep. obviously had the serious injury, is going to play this year. The recruiting isn't as good, but it's still really, really, really good. So those would be three teams that kind of fit that profile of five, five and a half, play them to get just get to a bowl and back toward the middle, basically. If you kind of use that philosophy uh, with those four conferences I mentioned, you're, you're unlikely to make bad bets. Yeah. Ken, I wish we could have you on for like 45 minutes because I want to get your no, take. No, I know, I know. I take so long with my answers. I'm also just like in total re- like rest mode off the four hours, so I'm just like spewing stuff all over the place. No, no, no. Yeah, I want to get your take on the uh, SEC, you know, because Jimbo Fisher and the SEC West, man, but I'm pretty high on Georgia. Instead, I want to ask you really quickly, we got about two minutes, on the Heisman yeah. Trophy, uh, if it's worth playing anybody besides Spencer Rattler. We all kind of figure he's going to be like the next big thing, right? He's plus 800 right now over at BetMGM. But I was looking at JT Daniels at a 12-1 to price, and I feel like there's pretty good value right there. Obviously, I'd probably like a better number. You know, Slovis is 28-1 to I was looking at as well. Anybody that you like, any value picks you see as far as the Heisman? Uh, sure. Well, you know, how about this? I'll give you SEC Heisman both in like a minute and a half to make up for my long answers before. <laughs> uh, SEC the only team I would even think about playing right now is LSU. They're the only ones with a profile that where the price could actually kind of fall out and they could become rated even close to Alabama and Georgia. You don't ever want to bet Alabama and Georgia right now. If they played each other in the SEC title game, like the price in the market is what the number would be. Why would you ever bet it now? Why not just wait until the game and then bet it? But LSU is about 16, 20 in some places to win the SEC. I like that. 
Heisman, you're totally right. Rattler is one of the only two guys uh, I would absolutely bet right now. Three super easy games to start the year. He could have like 20 touchdowns by the yeah. time they play Alabama in week five. Uh, or sorry, by the time uh, they uh, they play Iowa State, I think, early in the year. Whatever their tough game is, like week four, week five. Could have a ton of touchdowns by then. And then the other player I was going to say for Alabama, Matt Corral for Ole Miss. Uh, they play Louisville week one with a total of like 70. He could have a million touchdowns early in the year. The only two guys you want to bet early, like before the season starts, before these big games, those would be two I would mention, Rattler and Matt Corral. Love it, man. I'll probably play Brock Purdy just because I love Iowa State so much. Like, I'm a huge Matt play Campbell in fan. Like, just play I, him in October. Why I, even, yeah, why play him in September? I love Matt Campbell and that Iowa State team, man. I really do. Ken, thanks so much, man. We're going to have to have you on a, a whole bunch during the season. Thank you, Ken. Of, of course. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Ken Barkley, you can catch him every night, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on You Better You Bet with With Nick Nick and Ken Ken. and Eli and Rick and and Tyler because he doesn't do his job. Oh! Oh!